Hello, and welcome to Latter-day Saint Discourse. I am your host, Sean Ellsmore. Has there ever been a time as you were reading the scriptures, and the wording says, God said, or the Lord said, the Lord God, or the list could go on and on, spoke to someone, and you may have asked yourself, who is speaking right now? Is it God the Father? Jehovah? Is it the Spirit? Or maybe somebody else? I hope that by the end of this podcast, we can all learn together some helpful information. Let's begin. The first thing that I think is really important to make clear up front is a term called divine investiture of authority. This is when the Savior is invested or given authority to speak as though he is God the Father. We will also come to learn that other messengers can use divine investiture of authority to speak as if they were Jesus Christ as well. A modern-day secular example of this may be called power of attorney. Power of attorney is a legal document you can sign granting authority to someone else you trust to both act and make decisions on your behalf as if they were you. In your absence, the individual to whom you have given power of attorney works on your behalf and in your best interest. In an official statement from the First Presidency and Council of the Twelve Apostles that came on June 30th, 1960, some insight was given in regards to divine investiture of authority and one of the reasons that at times Christ is termed as the Father. It is a great message, and I highly recommend reading it in its entirety if you haven't before. Quote, The Father placed his name upon the Son, and Jesus Christ spoke and ministered in and through the Father's name. And so far as power, authority, and Godship are concerned, his words and acts were and are those of the Father. We read, by way of analogy, that God placed his name upon or in the angel who was assigned to a special ministry unto the people of Israel during the Exodus. Of that angel, the Lord said, quote, Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. Close quote. President Joseph Fielding Smith also added some additional insight. Quote, All revelation since the fall has come through Jesus Christ, who is the Jehovah of the Old Testament. He is the God of Israel, the Holy One of Israel, the one who led that nation out of Egyptian bondage and who gave and fulfilled the law of Moses. The Father has never dealt with man directly and personally since the fall, and he has never appeared except to introduce and bear record of the Son. Close quote. After the fall, this created to some degree a spiritual separation between man and our Father in heaven. In his presence, Except to introduce and bear record of the Son, he has given this authority to his Son, Jesus Christ, 
to act on his behalf. In the book of Revelation of the New Testament, the apostle John, who was banned to the Isle of Patmos, is carried into a masterful vision of events to take place in the future. In verse 1 of chapter 1, we learn the following, quote, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to shew unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, and he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, close quote. So we learn that John is going to be taught and escorted through the vision by an angel. John then goes through the vision in the upcoming chapters, witnessing many incredible events of the future. The fascinating thing is what we learn in chapter 22, starting in verse 7, which states, quote, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them who keepeth the sayings of this book, worship God. The angel then continues, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according to his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Close quote. How fascinating. So much rich doctrine there. We can see that the angel was delivering a specific message. And when John falls at his feet to worship him, the angel appears to cut script and say, hold on a minute. Okay, John, don't worship me. I am one of thy brethren sent to give you a message. Worship God. The angel then picks up where he left off, speaking for Christ. A couple neat things we can learn. First, the angel who is guiding, speaking, and assisting John is a human being that has passed through their mortal experience and was one of John's brethren, the prophets. So that can shed some light into one of the definitions of an angel. Secondly, the angel is speaking as if they were Jesus Christ himself in first person. We can see the work of divine investiture of authority expanding here. From an ecclesiastical standpoint, the prophet can also invest or give temporary authority to another to complete a certain task. For example, several years ago, I was sitting in a state conference to witness the call of a new state president. Elder Walter Gonzalez was presiding over the meeting. During one of the sessions, Elder Gonzalez pulled out a letter from the prophet, giving him the assignment and temporary authority to perform the duty he was sent to our area to complete, the calling and setting apart of a new stake president. In a much smaller, finite way, we can see 
the investiture of authority taking place for the purposes of God to be accomplished. As we conclude, unless it is revealed, we may not know who is always physically providing a heavenly message in the name of God. But we can come to know that the message is from God. It is my hope that as we read the scriptures, we see the beautiful messages that are being delivered and prayerfully focus on how those messages can help us in our daily lives. Until next time. Thank you.